Welcome to the Crackton Comedy Club! Welcome to the Crackdown, everybody. A special episode. Um, you'll be delighted. I'm not in the interview <laughs> because Eddie and Deirdre O'Kane, the one on Deirdre O'Kane, were on the road, on the road. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Deirdre was doing her solo show in Limerick and then in Radoth, and I was the support act. And uh, we chatted in the car. Um, and before you listen to it, uh, what's it like being in a car? You might ask yourself. It's a little bit tinny. It's a little, you know, the, what, what does it sound like being in a car? You're about to hear what it sounds like being in a car. Yeah, but that I mean, see, this is what I love this episode. I've listened to it all, already because I wasn't there. And, you know, it's, you hear that? You're in a car. There is a. I was, I was enthralled. I was, sat I was nav such a great... chips in. Uh, chirpy old sat nav oh, yeah. chips in occasionally. You're getting heckled by Breeder, the sat nav, throughout. Yeah. Turn left. You know, you'll hear a lot of that. Always English sat-navs as well. Yeah. You know, is, is there an Irish sat-nav? There would be, but they're, they're just like, turn turn into the pub here. Like, oh, Pat will look after you. Like, <laughs> you get, we're not going to the pub, man. <laughs> come on. No, uh, the Irish sat-nav would be like, turn left to this pub, turn right to that church, turn yeah, left yeah. to the pub, turn right to the church. <laughs> it's always a church, pub, and some animal. Very local. When you see the Blessed Virgin Mary crying, do two turns around. <laughs> it doesn't shut up the whole time. It's like, oh, I remember a man that used to live in that house there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just directions. God damn it. Direction. What about that man? We don't, we're trying to get there on time. Do you want another story? Do you- no, Satnav. <laughs> I remember when this was all fields. Okay, Satnav. <laughs> uh, Not sat even that dash. old. And they were late. Like this is, so it's a bit of a thrilling drive because you were late. To get to the gig, and you are the show. You indeed are the show. Yeah. So you you have to get there before it even starts to mic check and all that. And why were you late? It opens with why, why not be late? You know, uh, I actually can't remember why we weren't late. Late, we were just cutting it tight. You were cutting it tight, but because you, you were asleep. No, I was having a nap, but that was separate. I was ready to go. We were both in your, just, in your sleep. No, <laughs> in your dreams. You yeah, were but I was like, I was like, my bag was packed. I was just like, yeah, I'm resting on uh, the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but no, we were both ready to go. Hey, look, who's this pointing the finger, brother? Some. Eddie, Eddie was handpicked. <laughs> no bitterness here. Handpicked to go on the road, and I start listening to you. Send me the audio. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear it. And then it starts with D going. What, where were you? And you're like, oh, yeah, sorry, I was asleep. I'm like, man, I could have done that. That's what I do. I'm always missing stuff because I'm asleep. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Like, we both, like, I was I was awake and ready to go before she came to that. Like, you know, before she picked me up. She picked me up. She's, uh, you know, she's very generous. But I was ready. Well, it's not like yeah. I was like, uh, she beeped the horn and I was like, oh, God. Dee does it all, man. Like, yeah. writes it, performs it, and picks up the support acts. And they're like, <laughs> does it all, man. And it was such she is, a, she's a boss. She's a boss. It's such a, such a great chat. Yeah. Uh, it's honored to even... So we'll, we cut, we'll cut to out. that and we'll come back. We've got some uh, more great chatbot talk to have and uh, amongst many other things. Yeah, so it is a good chat. So you ask the best gigs, worst gigs, the the usual and then just going into which has started and comic relief and all that it's, it's really interesting so so halfway through just so you know halfway through uh i think d's mic battery the battery dies so there might be a bit of playing around with volume of like raising her volume and down a bit like that's on me i i, I did it but it's, it sounds good yes yeah, it's not bad it's not bad look <laughs> we're in a car we're in a car what you kind know. of car was it Is it was it, uh, it sounds like a skoda it was a citron citron okay right. i learned uh, on the job that day <laughs> it's a french about- car <laughs> If you want to record a podcast in a car, 
don't have a nap before. Yeah, uh, you need you need to get a proper kit, I guess. You get proper car podcast kit because what I had travel podcast is that a thing? Is there a travel kit? Yeah, there'd be travels. This is a travel calling. podcast thingy. We'll get that for the next one. Yeah, um, it must be for the next road trip. The next road trip, which there will be many of. Uh, keep an eye on our website for upcoming gigs around Ireland. We're going to have a little mini tour coming up. That's a good idea. Yes, let's yeah. get let's get more road trip backs. Oh, like I, I love this. I love you this make episode. it sound like that's a good idea, as if like we haven't chatted about. Like, we've already no, chatted we've cha- about this. Yeah, oh. Geez, Eddie, that's a great. Like, we've, we've, this is a plan we've made. We've chatted and already gigged outside. You know, we've done all that, but but getting a get a, an, another oh, string to our bow. Road trip podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That's where all the man. That's where all the good chats come out, isn't it? Mm. I mean, road trips. And then before podcasts, that was the original podcast, wasn't it? Road trips. Mm. You know, it ends up talking about the Edinburgh Fringe with comedians anyway. And before but, Audible, uh, that was the original audio book <laughs> as well. Read me Harry Potter, you lazy bastard. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, get car sick. Uh, okay, sweet. Well, here's Deirdre O'Kane, the one and only. Um, I will be honest, I was having a nap there, like an old man. And the, where, at the house? Yeah, siesta. She'll need the naps before the gigs. You do need a nap. And she's Spanish, the siestas are the big... Oh, right, great. so there's a siesta in your house every day, is there? On the weekends, Saturday, Sunday, oh. there's a siesta every... And then when we go to Spain, it's... Siesta culture. So what time? What time now? Is your Irish siesta? Uh, it's later in the day than it would be the Spanish. The Spanish siesta is about one or two. We've about. And four how long five. is it? Continue on our we 148 for five hour kilometers. In Ireland, but it's a good hour and a half in Spain because you do less. You do a shorter night. Well, they're also working. Like shops are open at nine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they work later, do they? I prefer. Our schedule, that's a pain in the arse, finished work at nine. It's a long day. It's a long fucking day. And then they eat very late. They eat very late and then they're all slim. I don't know how. I don't know. Um, My daughter went on an exchange to Valencia. She was absolutely distraught. She was ringing me every night. They're asking me to eat again. A big meal at like nine. She was like, I'm not even hungry, mum. It's a huge meal. Yeah. She couldn't deal with the amount yeah, of food they yeah. were trying to give her. I, I come away bloated and full. I don't know. Is it a thing that when they have a guest, they go fucking batshit crazy? I think they must do. Yeah, I thought they no can't way. be eating like that all the time. No. They couldn't. But how would they not all be obese? And as you said, these people were not. They were in great shape. They're lovely people. Welcome oh, they're to the, the best. Or should we love? Welcome Ooh. to the Crackdown Comedy Club podcast. On the road today. It's lagging um, the Spanish. We have, sla- we're not a half mile outside of Dublin and we're lagging the Spanish. <laughs> There's a lot more of that to come. And we're on our way to Meath. We're not in the club today. Uh, it's it's Eddie. There's no demo. But we've got the one, the only, Deirdre O'Kane. So. I didn't realise that you were making an introduction there, Eddie. So I was just chatting away. Oh, yeah, no, that's... Thinking you had begun. That's the intro. <laughs> that's nice and casual intro. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> mm. Um, we're driving to do a gig. Deirdre, you're doing your solo show. Demented. That's the title. Just to That's clarify. That's the attitude. A fantastic show. And uh, I'm the opening act. And we're going to Meath right now. Went to Limerick last night. Uh, well, it wasn't Limerick at all. We drove to Limerick, which was a mistake. And what was the name of the town we were in, Eddie? That you Kill mispronounced? Malik. Or Kilmalock. Kilmalock, he said, for Kilmalock. <laughs> I, I mean, for God's sake, what are you, English? Opening line on stage. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kilmalock, for having me. And then the, a hiss from Hamlet. Kilmalock. Um, 
They were lovely. That was a nice venue. That was a lovely gig. They were very nice. Yeah. Um, very near hospital. In a town called Hospital, I asked where is the nearest hospital, and they said Hospital. And there's no hospital in Hospital, the town. Do you know what? I don't know why. They, I, I asked people why it's called Hospital. No one knew. There must have been a hospital. <laughs> yeah, there must have been. That's, that's the, definitely the nearest solution. Um, so, Deirdre, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, should have thought this through a bit more. With <laughs> questions and things. But uh, I do have a few questions. Okay. Um, a couple of things is, what was your... I'll get into what was your very worst gig. Uh, I don't know if you've been asked that before. But first, what was your very first gig? Oh, my very first gig was in the cellar, in the International Bar. Um, nice. And it was televised. No. I swear to God. Your very first spot was televised? My very first gig was televised. Jesus. What happened was, um, I can't remember the name of the production company, but they were making a program, a series for RTE, about people beginning a career and people who were established. Like, like each episode would be split between someone who was just starting in that line of work and someone who was established. So they right. were looking for a rookie comic. Not necessarily somebody who was literally doing their first gig. Yeah, that's... Uh... But I had decided, I went to the Cat Laughs as a punter in June and had a little road to Damascus moment for myself and thought, oh, I could do that. And then Eddie Bannon, who was a comic who everybody knows here, uh, was doing a lot of emceeing in the cellar. And he said, you know, okay, fine. I'm going to give you a slot. You know, make, make you put your money where your mouth is so he forced me and he, he gave me a date um, which is I think what you often need is to somebody to just say I'm actually I'm just going to book you yeah you got to have the date in your mind to yeah. sit down and write so he gave me the date for like September and this was June so he said now you've got a couple of months to get 10 minutes together I want to get 10 minutes and then he, somewhere did you, you didn't even have a, an open mic before that one gig. nothing nothing ever no and then in the middle of that, uh, this TV company rang and they said, we're making this documentary about a jobbing comic and a rookie comic. And who was the jobbing comic in the episode? Eddie. Oh, right, it was. Eddie okay, Bannon. Okay. So he was the, um, he must have, he told them about me and I was probably, it was because I was female, that was probably the reason they chose me, I'd say. There weren't any women, so it was probably novelty. We don't like to say that kind of thing on the Crackdown podcast. We say everyone has an equal chance and... Um, it However, was. the fact remains, <laughs> <laughs> I was the only woman <laughs> doing and, comedy at the time. And that is fantastic. That is. <laughs> Little uh, did I know, I, I had it at the market entirely to myself. I should have enjoyed it more. Um, uh, but anyway, so they said, um, do you want to be part of this documentary? And I, I think my logic was, sure, look at it, you might as well go down roar. You might as well go down in flames, I was thinking. Fucking hell. And how, so were you completely nerve-wrecked? Yeah, absolutely up the walls as any anyone who does their first the um, first gig, gig, yeah, gig without TV is still completely. Yeah, and they followed me around for a few days and prior the to night, the gig. Yeah, you're with fucking... questions and all the rest of it. Like they made a TV show out of it. <laughs> I, I I'd never look back at it. I never will. Uh, did you get some decent laughs in the first I did. gig? You did. I did. Okay. I did well. Like I did. Yeah. I did fine. It was a complete out of body experience. So yeah. I'm, I I do remember how loudly my heart was pounding and thinking, that's not normal. I, I wondered could other Head people hear my heart. Upper. 
I don't need the Google Map lady in the middle. Well, we can. We, we don't want to get lost. Anyway. Keep her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do keep her on. I think now we're literally straight all the way. That was Breeda from Google Maps. Breeda. Um, English Breeda. That's amazing. You so so okay. Sorry. So you're you're on. You go on stage. Did mm. you? Because you were an actor before that. For a good few years. I mean, that was probably why I said yes to the cameras. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was yeah, used yeah. to telly, a bit, I'd done a bit of telly and stuff. So I probably just thought, oh, it's just a TV show. Yeah, yeah, it's an opportunity. You know, it's only way. now I realise that that was an insane thing to do. Yeah, well done, though. That's uh, the way to live life. You did that. Did you kind of go through it like a monologue in a way? Because I, I would have completely, if those cameras in my first gig, I would have completely pulled a blank, which I did in, I think, my third gig ever. Uh, um, I had learned it very well. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that was the only thing I did right. Yeah. And Eddie had given me that advice and said, look, you will forget it because mm -hmm. nerves will get the better of you. So just learn it like it's a, you're in a play. Yeah. So I took that advice and uh, I did know it. It was very, very scary. I thought other people could hear my heart. Yeah. And your heart is so loud that you think other, another person next to you can hear it. But, but I remember that. Well, I've probably never been that scared since. Um, wait for tonight's gig. <laughs> Rash oaths. <laughs> uh, what was your worst gig then? Um, that's a really tough one. I think I did a a hen night, and there was a hen night in Camden, in a club in Camden. Um, I don't think I got on the stage at about one o'clock in the morning. And I mean, they were just, it was just crowd control. You know, they, they were just hammered, absolutely hammered, shrieking women. Wow. Um, yeah, like it was just, uh, I, I thought, I, I don't know how to survive this. I did survive it, but I don't know how. But I just did. I think I did less than I was meant to. Yeah. But it was, I was sweating. I mean, I just came off wrung out, you know, from stress of trying to hold that room. Yeah. Uh, I think I just about managed it. Yeah. Just about. Um, hen parties are a lot harder than stag parties to manage if they're wild. Are wild. they? Yeah, because okay. hen parties, a stag party, if they're getting a bit out of hand, you can absolutely rinse, take the piss out of them, usually the stag or whoever is kind of, if someone, whoever the most mischievous is. You just tear them asunder until they shut up. Well, if you're good at that kind of thing. If you can tear them asunder without looking like a complete lunatic. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting if you're getting laughs out of it, but if you you can, I can never do that to a hen party. If Why? I tear a, a, the hen or someone else asunder, and I'm because we've had them at the crack tent sometimes where they've been just out of hand. And if it's a hen party and I start to slag the crap out of them, yeah, they get really defensive as a group and Ooh. they're like don't be saying that about her and i'm like what you but you're going you started it whereas the stag if i slag one of them everyone else kind of teams up against them as well they're like they're enjoying the slagging now is that a major difference between the sexes right there it might well be it might well be now with that, that said the, that the slagging is just a part an innate part of what men do yeah yeah um whereas the hen are more women are just they're kinder to each they're other. They're kinder, they're more supportive, and in general, they're actually not the ones to throw a gig off the rails. Stags are, in my experience, more likely. But the, when a hen is wild, the hen party there, yeah. I mean, so on this particular night, it, 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 they were just too far gone, like they, they didn't 
But they didn't want to be listening to anyone. They wanted to talk to each other and scream. Yeah. And shriek. You know, it was just crowd control. It was nothing to do with mm. good jokes, bad jokes. Forget it. It's like a crash. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting paid enough for that. Well. Um, Okay, so that's your first gig, your worst gig. I'm not gonna. I'm ask sure you. there are many other very bad gigs, but um, yeah, I don't remember. I, I I don't recall them. Like that I, one jumps out. I probably um, you know, shun them from my mind. I'd say. You're kind of, uh, you're not kind of. You are the comedy royalty in Ireland. <laughs> um, Just by virtue of my staying power and my age. Staying power is a lot to be said for staying power. Yeah, longevity. Longevity. Oh, uh, am I meant to be over there? Oh, can you make it? I don't think I am meant to be, am I? Oh, you I might, am. Yeah, I what happened there now? We missed a turn. It's like a major turn. The, 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 oh, the, the, oh, the, the time good. just literally jumped from like... From 24 minutes to 62, no, uh, 27 don't minutes. Don't say that. But what was so it? So three minutes uh, addition. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah, I thought. So we're still... After doing something really. We'll still get there at 20 past seven. So we're okay. Jesus, okay, um, I, might, I might ring that techie guy. So we're going to take that. the next left now, so, Sorry. yeah, okay. it looks like it. Okay, so every so often we're going to hear Google Maps. There she is. Were you, you were the first kind of, with either the first female comic in Ireland or the first big successful female comic? Which were the, which uh, were those statements? I, I don't true? think I was the very first okay. comic ever. I, I, I'm sure I don't. Yeah, that's know, it. That's I'm sure there were. when you said when many you were, others, but I was certainly one of the first. When you were coming up, there was. Were you the only? Tom Boyd did stand up for a while, um, and Anne Gildee. But she, I remember Anne as mostly being involved with the Newlands, but she also did some stand up. And I can't think of anybody else. They were the two, like... Turn left to stay on I'm, I could be forgetting some, but I... Um, it's mad, because now we've, you know, tons of amazing yeah, great. female acts. Our, our most successful, like right now, Joanne McNally is killing it. And there's tons of other acts touring as well. Yeah, I think, Why... I think she's bringing a lot of people up with her, isn't she? Joanne, yeah. Mm, I think she is. Yeah, she is. Um, why do you think, though, at the time, though, there was only yourself and one or two, three others? Oh, I think it was just a, a classic case of if you can't see it, you can't be it, you know. It just wasn't a thing, so it didn't, I don't think it occurred to women. It wouldn't have even occurred to them as a thing you could do. They just didn't see it done, honestly, unless you saw it done on the telly. Right. Um, you didn't see it, you know. I never, I didn't, stand-up comedy never occurred to me. Never entered my mind. It was an absolute accident. Um, honestly, I just I ended up with the cat labs by chance as a punter. Okay. And was absolutely astonished by what I saw. So what you got on the wrong bus to Kilkenny? How did you end Pretty up with much. the cat laughs? Pretty much, Stephen, um, my better half, was employed to make a documentary about the festival, and, and uh, I was an unemployed actress, given out. About the fact that I wasn't being hired. Yeah. And he said, Well, why don't you make yourself useful and come down and be a dog's body and make the tea? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So with my, my reward, my payment was a laminate. My payment was an access to all areas laminates. In other words, I could, you know, 
you know, I was able to get in to see stand up all weekend. And I basically went to see this one comedian. I saw his set once and I loved it. So I went back to see him three, three or four times. And he did the same set each time. And that's kind of when a penny dropped. And I thought, oh, that's not a stream of consciousness. That's a written, yeah. that's a written piece. Yeah. And I thought I could do that because I'm doing that as an actor. Except that I wasn't writing anything, but I still thought it's doable. Sorry to anyone listening who did think it was all a big stream of consciousness now. Well, it is uh, for some comics. It is for some comics. Uh, yeah. If you're watching David McSavage, a lot yeah, of that if you're now. Jason Byrne and a Jason lot of Byrne. There's a lot of comics who work the room, even like yourself, at least 50% of the time. But, and that, that to me would have been, seemed an impossible thing to do. Hmm. Uh, whereas because I saw this guy sticking to this set, it just I just thought, oh, that's possible. And then that thing of you said that, you know, if you don't see it, you won't even know to do it of stand up, that there wasn't many. Uh, well, there were no women. I mean, I, I just happened to see and females then, that weekend. But in fairness, it was that act. I actually lost my mic there now. Oh, so in a lot of ways, you kind of paved the way for yeah, women in Irish comedy. I think I did for a few. I mean, I've certainly had a few people like Ashley B and a few other comics say to me, you were the person I saw on the telly live. Uh, so yeah, I think I was I was up there. Yeah. With, amongst the first, first batch. I was certainly the first to sort of break out of the clubs and cross over film theatres and stuff like that. Deirdre, you changed the game. I think I can claim that one. You can claim it. We're on the dark country roads, Al. Um, what road? Dublin anymore. We're going to Mead. You've been to this place a few times, Rat Oath, is it? I have played it a few times. I can never remember venues that I'm not one of those. Some people have these amazing memories, don't they, for venues of where they've been. I have to literally arrive and go in and I go, oh yes, I recognise this room now. I don't know how people did a tour without Google Maps. Oh my God, how did anyone survive? I did so many tours without Google Maps. <laughs> How? And did you drive as how? well? I did. I did, did you have I to? Did a, a fair bit of driving. I just don't know how I did it because I can't survive without it now. Well, there were mobile phones at least. You could call just about. just about. You could call up the fucking local whoever and say. I just don't know how we survived. Yeah. My dad still, like, even though I love Google Maps, if I'm coming to meet him somewhere, he'll give me very specific directions. Oh, yeah, of course. About. Now watch out! There's the Virgin Mary on the corner. There, you take a left. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't need to know where the Virgin Mary is. I've, I've got a specific in my car here. Let's just follow yeah, this direction. I've got a woman talking to me, an English woman. Yeah, there's an English woman here next to me, and uh, she's barking orders at me. So I'll, I'll follow her, Dad. Um, but back in the day, I would have needed my dad on the phone to tell me. They really prided themselves on directions. You know, really pride. They were using their brains a lot more. They remembered everyone's phone number and they remembered directions. So we're doomed. We are. I mean, doomed or uh, liberated. You just followed the old directions. Let's go with liberated. Let's go with liberated. Yeah, yeah. We're doing okay. <laughs> Bad enough of doom. We get to places much quicker. But yes, we're on this dark country roads for the second night running. Welcome to our lives. What? Mileage. Mileage, Jesus Christ! I'm having an absolute. I just. Users would say you're mad for road. You're mad for road, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that to you? Musos, the musicians. Okay. You're mad for road. <laughs> I've seen your tour there on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you're mad for the road. You're doing 60 shows on this tour. Yeah, I'm 
and more, I'd say. And more, yeah, it's not over yet. So you're, you've, you've done 60, you've got a rake left of demented shows, and <laughs> <laughs> you've some go in you, fucking hell. And you got two kids. But for me, the hard part is writing the show. So the, the tour is... No, I'm trying to build up how how hard your life is. I'm going to build oh, yeah, up no, a my huge... Life is very hard. Very hard. You've got two kids. You're on the road every day. 60 well, shows you know, so far. I'm not in Ukraine, Eddie, so <laughs> let's get a bit of perspective here. <laughs> um, Dave McSavage went to Ukraine. Do you remember that? I know. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it. Yeah. He... Um, I mean, fair play. Oh, yeah, brilliant. He's the man to go. He is the man to go. He absolutely is, yeah. We did a fundraiser at the crack tent for Ukraine, and he got over a comedian, uh, Vassal Baiduk, who's uh, quite very big in Ukraine, came over and headlined. Um, you know that Zelensky did some stand-up here, don't you? In Ireland? Yeah. Fucking hell. In the TLT. I did not know that. He did, yeah. And I tell you what, it was only about a year before he became president. Isn't that That's amazing. Isn't it? Um, I think they put on quite a bit of uh, Eastern European stand-up, and he was part of a troupe that came. Okay. I've got some nice photographs of him. I'm very proud of it, obviously, now. Were you at the gig? No. No. No, I've you... just seen the photographs. Okay. Jesus Christ, at the TLT. TLT, the Tommy Leddy. Legendary Tommy Leddy theatre. How do you go from a stand-up comedian touring to the president? Did you, would you ever get into politics yourself? Well, now, my in-laws are convinced I'm going to be president. <laughs> convinced because Zelensky was also a Dancing with the Stars. No. <laughs> he won it. He won Dancing he with the won. Stars. Have you never seen him? I've never I'll fucking... Listen, you're missing out. Go on, wait till you go on to YouTube and see him dancing. He's phenomenal. Oh, my God. What I can he not phenomenal. do? Well, the Ukrainians, when you train as an actor in those countries, you can, oh, do, you can do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's expected of you. You're, you're Everyone's triple threat. They can sing, dance, act, the whole lot. It's a rigorous training, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just also happened to be with comic. Jesus. Uh, and yeah, he won Dancing with the Stars. So you'll dance your way into Oris and Uktaran? Well, I did my bit. I got to the final. You, oh, you d- yeah, yeah. You've done. Uh, you got into the final dance so for the you stars. See, you've seen the similar trajectory myself and Zelensky yeah. have. We're twins. <laughs> the, <laughs> the only thing you missed is the uh, East European acting school of rigorous five years training in yeah. every single oh discipline. Dance, single dance, but yeah, um, yes. You could dance. You did, can dance. I, you know, look at it, I did. I did all right. He was also in a hit sitcom. I've done a few sitcoms. Okay, there were this. Well, any other parallels? Um, um, sitcoms. That was okay. sitcoms, stand up, and dance with the stars. That's pretty good. You could dance. I you need go. Need to marry a blonde next. <laughs> uh, you could, if you danced, well, go to Oris Nukta and dance with Michael D. Uh, he'd probably last about one dance, and then you're in the building. You're just... Are you suggesting I kill him? That's the that's the suggestion here. Yeah. Okay. You'd make a great president, though. That's what I'm really trying to say. I think there's just too much swearing. I think the Irish think now are... swear too much. I don't think we're... I think we're past I that. I there'd be a lot of people thinking, I think there's a lot more issues than the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to be qualified for these things. You do, you do, You're yeah. to be president. Who was it? Dana. Didn't Dana run to be president? All kinds of retrogrades. <laughs> 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 I'm not calling Dana one, but, you know... <laughs> Uh, oh, people of a people. much lesser caliber than Dana have run yes. for president. Who was that mad? There was one mad ex-business person who had 
Manny beef with many people. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Sean yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, anyway, sorry. anyway, we're not going to name and shame people, but Sean the businessman. Um, okay, so you're not going to get into politics. That's fair. Um, we'll leave that aside. But should the tour is going well, you'd be good though. A lot of politics. Sorry, I keep trying to back it up. Trying involved, to plug this. I, I had to get involved in a bit of politics through Comic Relief, and I had to ask the government to match our funding. Oh wow. I had to deal with the. I had to appeal to them and call on a couple of politicians to to do things for me. Did they match your funding? They did. Great. Yeah. So you organised Comic Relief. Uh, what was the first? Not on my own now. Yes. Not. Let's make that clear. But I did start it with Darren Smith and Jane Russell. Right. Um, what did you do for the comic? You did you did a events with and the live gigs. Right. So we, we put on the first the first live gig in the three arena. And it was the first time we had done a stadium. So we've done a lot of fundraisers before for charity. I must say, I think comedians are particularly generous when they're doing benefit gigs. They, they do their fair share. Yeah, they do, yeah. I think they do, uh, yeah. Yeah, they do a lot. So people could do a few benefit gigs for comedians. That's what I... Uh, I want benefit for my own benefit. Uh, That's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to this benefit gig for ourselves. Um, but yeah, so, so you got tons of great comedians on board. You did it as a live show in the three arena. In the three arena, it was such a thrill to fill those seats. The first one, it really sold really, really well. Um, so sorry, say the lineup again there for- The lineup was, you know, all the all our headliners. It was to Tommy and Jason and uh, Dara and uh, Zedburn on that one. Jesus. Um, myself, Des Bishop. All killer, no I'm filler. I'm just trying to think all the names but I'm sure there were at least 10 on it on the holy one. shit so what did they all do 10 minutes each or something yeah. yeah 10 minutes each that's amazing was that filmed did that go out no it wasn't actually okay um, that was kind of you know as a, a gesture to the comics yeah you know, yeah to put out their material. Um, but it was a, it was an exciting night it was the first time we filmed it and we did we did two more um, wow yeah and the idea was that was how they started Comic Relief in the UK. They did a live gig and then they built, you know, they built it from, they took it from there. Sort of, so we were kind of trying to do the same thing, saying, well, if, if we build it, they will come, sort of attitude, trying to get the broadcaster on side, which is RTE. Uh, not easy, I think. And uh, they did in the end, thank God. Uh, but, but they're expensive things to make, like a telephone night, a Comic Relief night. They're costly. You know, yeah. Making all those sketches. You remember in the end, we finally, it was COVID that really um, sealed it for us, sealed the deal, because I think we figured that we seemed to do something, like giving back in some way. Oh. So. Um, there, yeah, there was some fucking hilarious sketches in that, that. Was that the last one you did yeah, where you. Normal people sketches went viral. Oh, the normal people sketches. Oh, what was the uh, sketch called? Middle aged normal people, was it? It was called Older Normal People, but thank oh. you so much for coming <laughs> back to Middle Age. It was uh, good looking middle aged normal people. Was that, that was the. Good looking normal older people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that, do watch it. Starring it. Peter McDonald, who was my husband and moon boy. And yourself. And then there was a bunch of other sketches as well. There are some of them are on YouTube. So, well, those are those two are um, the, the Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones and Andrew Scott. Um, 
did a, did a major, a major sketch to go on. Oh, great. I think what else? I mean, part of that one was like Hosier singing in uh, Coke Park. That yeah. Was pretty special. The drums, it was stunning. God almighty, I went to see the film in that. Airs were standing on the back of my neck. So Hosier partook in the... Who is this calling? Sorry, no, I'm going to put that on to... I, I guarantee you this is Damo. Ten minutes from the venue, that's the good news. Um, oh, ten minutes from the venue, fantastic. Um, ten minutes away. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want me to hold the phone. Oh, there we go. Can you see what that number is? Sorry, name. What's his name there? Definitely turned into my mother, haven't I? It's quite embarrassing. Could you see that name? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm that? glad. You do have to look at. Uh, Can you read that out for me. <laughs> at least you're looking at. You're on the road. Your eyes are on the road. We're alive. Hey, what a chat! And you got there on time. Well, we made with loads of time. It was all good. You yeah, got there yeah, on yeah. time. It was a great you got there gig. On time. Yeah. Uh, and good gig, yeah? Yeah, good gig. It was sold out. It was very fun. Nice audience. Uh, Deirdre smashed it. She got a standing ovation. Both gigs she did over the weekend. Excellent. And I got an applause. I didn't get a big stand. <laughs> I clapped a couple of times yeah, like this. They clapped at one or two jokes. No one's a, one, one guy stood up and I was like, oh, wow. One, no, he needed to go to the bathroom. It wasn't. Right. Uh, it was when it, like, you know, the, the, when, you, when people like... They sugarcoat it, you know, like, uh, oh, they they gave me a huge round of applause. Then they clapped you off, you know. No, I didn't. I heard you did very well. I did. You heard? I told you. Oh yeah, well, I heard <laughs> from you. You did very well. Went to the grapevine. Uh, so f- I like. Well, Dave wouldn't pick some old, you know, Rab Scallion. And That's good. Uh, I got a few more coming up now as well. So obviously, I did. Uh, <sighs> good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Good fine. for you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Good. I'm so, good happy. I'm so happy for you. But I. Uh, I did love the, I did love the chat and then especially the uh, I even looked it up it was it was over six million that D raised yeah. in comic relief yeah so that's over six million that's that's amazing it's huge and then she just ends up still in a car with old Eddie Malacky <laughs> 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 that's how much giving it all that to charity and you're still in a the ups it? and downs of comedy <laughs> the only comic relief was you at the services like oh they go for this. <sighs> A urination joke Actually there was a funny moment uh, On our way back From Limerick on the Friday I don't know if I should be saying this Might be a bit too personal But anyway We were driving And we stopped in the What's the name of that fucking The Barack Obama Plaza Oh do you know what You clicked your fingers And I just thought I bet he's going to say Barack Obama Plaza (laughs) It's it's the most famous services In Ireland It is It's the most famous And it's the best services In Ireland (laughs) It's the best Uh, Barack if you're listening It's the best services (laughs) Yes, we can. And yes, you did. Yeah, Best services So there's a Ireland. petrol station named there's after Barack petrol. Obama. There's a diesel and, and uh, unleaded. <laughs> <laughs> the change we need. Uh, yeah, the Barack Obama petrol station plaza. And we stopped there. Uh, donuts? And there I, was, I can't do Barack. I don't know why I keep trying. And there was a fucking... Oh, there was a fundraiser going on and there was like a bunch of GAA heads on their bikes. Uh, like, you know, like doing a fundraiser with a 24-hour cycle indoors type thing, you know? Uh, where, like like a, alternate. Is there a word for actual that? Actual bikes? Cyclothon or something? No, like indoor... What do uh, they call them things? Watt bikes or something. Is it like a spinning? Like spinning a spin, bikes. Like a spinning class. Look, the bu- just on a fucking mechanism. The bikes are Moving stationed. their legs yeah, right. for 24 hours and alternating the players of the team okay. as a fundraiser for That's the good. local team. Good on them. 
And then tried to raise six million there, dudes. Tries to raise six million. Yeah, try that. That's that's what Deirdre said straight away. She came in. Huh. What, what are you getting? Two thousand? Have you ever raised six million? I don't think so. Go for a piss, Eddie. Call back to that stupid joke. So uh, no, we went in, and Deirdre didn't have her bank card on her, and uh, and then she was like looking over, and they instantly caught eyes. There, one of them was like, "Oh, hi, Deirdre," as in like you know she's a recognizable mm. TV face, and I could then she she smiled back, she's like, "Hi, hi," uh, and then she looked over and she's like, "I don't want a fucking card, you know, I'll never sell a ticket in this town again if I don't fucking give something." Oh yeah, and she went out, she got her fucking money, she was like, "That's the life," you know. She she made sure she gave something. She was like, "There's no anonymity," you know. Oh, that's you're like true, you yeah. have to when you get to her level of uh, fame in Ireland, everyone knows you. And the moment you don't give to a charity, you're That's fucking, all I talk about. That's all they'll talk about. Not the if six million you did fundraise yeah. for Comic Relief. No, it's the two euro that you didn't give. Yeah. That's what everyone will focus in on. But uh, she did. She she made sure that she gave. And then I gave too as well, just because I was And it was like, who's this Aegis? Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Are you the lad who bombed at the comedy? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, he got clapped off, I heard. <laughs> They're all on their bikes. But it made me, you know, it's that's part of the thing. It's, uh, I made me appreciate my anonymity sometimes. Yeah. Mainly when I don't have to give to charity. That's the only <laughs> that What's it like not being famous? The best part is you don't have to give to charities and people who need it most. That's the best part. The best part is I can be an asshole and no one knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem when you're a celebrity. If you're an asshole, everyone knows about it. Um, you end up in the papers. But she's a good person. She's a good person, dude. Done right. But yeah, I love the Zelensky gigged in Ireland. Yes. That is insane. Yeah. Um, in Drogheda. Yeah. I was thinking during the chat, I was like, maybe that's why he's doing so well against the Russian army. You know, he, he was, he's been to Drogheda. Like <laughs> yeah, he survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who can handle uh, the hecklers of Drogheda, the, the Russian KGB or nothing. Yeah. And he was on, was it Strictly? Dan- yeah, he was Dancing on Strictly, with the yeah. Stars? He's basically the Deirdre O'Kane of Ukraine. Yeah. That, that was so funny. And, yeah. I, and, I was thinking about that because, you know, there's the Strictly curse. I don't know if the Dancing with Stars curse is similar. Probably everyone knows each other in Ireland. You know, the Strictly curse is you can have an affair with your dance partner. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the Ukraine curse is not that light, you know, instead of an affair. It's like warfare, you know, if you get into the... (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was a dark turn. Um, Probably a good thing I wasn't in that car. <laughs> <laughs> For the journey. Deirdre, Deirdre been, you danced you uh, in, uh, in Dance with the Stars. How about the war in Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> Demo, Demo, let's keep it. Uh, but, um, oh, good on Zelensky, of, man. Like, that's what a life already. Like, you yeah. Know, from that to now. And, oh, man, it's great. Yeah. What a, what a more interesting trajectory than the typical politician. You know, mm. like your typical... You join Fine because your dad was in Fine Gael and you join at the age of 18 and you're handing out your pamphlets and you're making sure the local business is whatever. You're doing all the Fine Gael stuff mm. or you do stand-up comedy for 20 years. You gig around the world. You do Dancing with the Stars. You do fucking all sorts of things. And then you're like, you know what? I think I could do some of this politics. Yeah. Do you know that if, if you're a struggling anything, struggling artist, struggling, not I'm saying that, you know, he was struggling, but. You know, if you're doing that kind if you're in Drogheda. No, if you're doing that kind of thing, love Drogheda. Hello, double <laughs> No, but yeah. If you're on rock bottom, 
you're you've been an artist your whole life and you just hit the base is it worth continuing this life so Very speaking of comedians on the road uh we let's have a little uh see what chatbot gpt has to say for uh, right today. yeah if you were listening to last week's episode with emily ashmore that was the first time we we dug out chatbot i'd never really i mean i knew about artificial intelligence guessing stuff i didn't know that app existed until last week and now we just can't keep away from it the language modeling app, super handy. Uh, I don't write messages to anyone anymore. I just ask. Chatbot, everything. Chatbot, tell mum I'll be home at six. Chatbot. And apologize uh, for not doing all the chores that she asked me to do this week or whatever. Chatbot, write a love letter to my girlfriend again. Uh, this time highlighting her beautiful features. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Here's a photo of her. Go nuts. <laughs> um, okay, so what we asked Chatbot today on the uh, calling back to being on a road trip is write a synopsis for a horror film where two comedians get lost on a comedy road trip in rural Ireland. But one of the comedians is trying to hide that they're an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very common thing on a comedy road trip. That's right. Okay, so... Especially if they're the driver. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Laughing No More follows the story of two best friends and stand-up comedians, Mike and Jake. Don't like that it assumed they're both men. We should have clarified. I mean, be Deirdre and Eddie. Well, I mean, the odds are. The odds are. The odds are <laughs> statistically. Statistically, there'll be horrible comedians on a road trip. Yeah, yeah. Alcoholics. Yeah. I mean, who knows? If one's an alcoholic, it's probably two lads. Could okay. be Mike Shaw for Michaela. Michaela and Jake. We'll go with that. Michaela and Jake, who embark on a comedy road trip in rural Ireland. They hope to find inspiration for their next big act and bond over their shared passion for comedy. However,. Their trip takes a dark turn when they get lost in the countryside and strange events start to occur. As they venture deeper into the unknown, they come across an eerie and abandoned pub. Oh, I love this. While exploring the pub, Michaela reveals to Jake that he has been struggling with alcohol addiction. (laughs) (laughs) And has been trying to keep it a secret. As the night goes on, the two friends soon realise that they are not alone and a malevolent entity is hunting them down. love it. Like, a ghost or predator this is great they must now overcome their personal demons and work together to survive the night and escape the terror that surrounds them with twists and turns laughing no more is a horror comedy that takes a sobering look at the devastating effects of addiction while also providing moments of humour to break the tension the film highlights the power of friendship and the courage to face one's fears even in the most dire of circumstances oh chat but you watching that movie I'm watching it. Shane, are you going to the cinema? I love yeah. it. It was even at the end, it was even play on words, like a sobering, you know, yeah. journey, whatever it says. Whoa, yeah. that's good. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, man. You know what? You we're all do- out of work, but let's laugh at it while we're... Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder like how many people are sending in movie pitches to you know like like what's what like the movie process is you send a pitch in and then you send a script in and then you send it whatever you pitch first like writers just like you could come up with 300 pitches a day on chatbot mm. you know like you, you probably struggle to write 10 good pitches a day alone but like if you just churn out the numbers and just fucking i don't know and then do you know what then all the people in hollywood bollywood edit wherever is collecting all these they're gonna have to have an ai reading them all to keep up with oh that's right yeah it'll have, the, the receiver the yeah they won't have enough staff box. to test the scripts mm. so it'll be AI writing the scripts and then another AI testing the scripts yeah 
Yeah, yeah, man. This, that's what, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? It needs to be like Bill gonna Murray. Be, they said, oh, I'm going to go to the cinema. What are you going to watch? I don't know. One of 3,000 movies that are on. Yeah. Is and they're all filmed by robots, written by robots, starring CG pretend people. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. They're all just deep fakes. They all look like Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be Ryan Gosling. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. on that. Uh, write a movie pitch Ooh. where Ryan Gosling falls in love with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> now, what's the twist? It needs a twist. Uh, the original Ryan Gosling is to hide the fact that he's a recovering alcoholic. Okay. Ryan Gosling falls in love with <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan has to f- conceal. His alcohol. His alcohol. (laughs) 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 All right, chatbot, what you got for us? What do you got, chatbot? Okay. Double vision. Oh, because <laughs> oh, he's drunk. That's uh, fantastic. That's so good, Chatbot. Thank you. Man, double vision. Double vision is a romantic drama about a talented but troubled actor named Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> who falls in love with his biggest fan, a man also named Ryan Gosling. Great. As Ryan navigates his newfound love and his career, he must also hide a dark secret. He struggles with alcoholism. <laughs> Ryan is a rising star in Hollywood, but his personal demons threaten to derail his success. Despite his efforts to stay sober, he finds himself slipping back into his old habits and finding and hiding his addiction from those around him. That is, until he meets the other Ryan, who is a devoted fan and brings light into his life. As their relationship deepens, Ryan finds himself in a dilemma. He cannot bear to lose the love of... Okay, it goes on a bit. Double Vision is a captivating story of love and redemption, blah bloody blah blah with Ryan Gosling bringing his signature charm and emotional depth to both lead roles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in this story, his, fa- his biggest fan is his, it, also identical doppelganger with his name. <laughs> Same name. So Ryan Gosling, if you're listening, that's a that's a... Double ganger, double ganger. Double vision, Ryan. There's a movie. Double vision, man. I could spend all day on chatbot. I'm even just writing things down. Like I spent like two hours. I couldn't sleep the other night just on chatbot again. Um, it just makes me laugh. It's good. Yeah. Very. Is it very professional? That's one thing I'd say about chatbot. It's very. It's very clinical. How good is it going to get? Anyway, um, how how anything else going on with you, Damo, these days? Oh, nothing much. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, we might have Fred Cook on the podcast next week, so we'll be meeting up with him later on. Nice. We got uh, David I, McSavage is on next week in the club as well. Ah, uh, great. Yeah, we've and had him on the podcast already. Maybe again. I, I might get him on again. Record it for because before he was just setting up to do his own podcast, and so now we could do a podcast about his podcast. Mm. Um, <laughs> podcast wormhole. Yeah, we will get him on again. And yeah. so Fred, Fred Cook should be in next week on the podcast. And then uh, check out David McSavage is on all next weekend, uh, which is actually when this comes out this weekend. Um, and if you've enjoyed this podcast uh, subscribe to our Patreon and get loads of nice extra hidden goods we're on YouTube we'll put up live clips from the club yeah uh, just exclusive for you and what else are we going to offer these lovely people that'd be great whatever you want uh, message in message in any chatbot requests or uh, send us voice notes of anything that you ask chatbot and then read it out oh yeah, we'll yeah. A voice note. if you've got any mad chatbot stories uh tell us on instagram or email yeah um, we haven't had a we haven't had a voicemail in a little while so do do, do that yeah, we'll, want requests we'll put it out live um <clears throat> also if you've enjoyed the podcast give it a five star rating tell your friends tell your family chuck it in a whatsapp group people love whatsapp 
Yeah. Check it in the WhatsApp group. If you've got any friends working in copyright or PR, warn them. They'll be fired very soon. Yeah. And if you ha- if you ha- don't already follow Deirdre Kane on the old socials, do that. Look at the videos she did for Comic Relief, the, uh, the, the normal people one. Oh, it's so good. That's yeah. very funny. And uh, she's on tour. She's still on tour. She will be on tour for a long time. Deirdre Kane, Demented is the show. Check it out. And Deirdre Kane's website, you can see all the different venues she's yeah. going to be in. Lovely stuff. And then if you're in Dublin, <clears throat> The Crack Dan. We're on a Thursday, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday for The Crack. We'll see you again soon. See you again soon. Thanks for listening. Did you kiss them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chatbot. <laughs>